to let's get to the book of Luke, chapter 7, verse 1 to maybe 16. I'm not going to touch all those uh, verses, but mainly I'll touch some of the relevant areas and I'll pronounce it. Maybe 1 to 16. You know that sub, uh, subject. Um, uh, you know that story is very well. Mainly that's covering two different uh, stories. Or so something really happened uh, years back. Uh, one is the incident of Centurion, and uh, and the second uh, case is uh, Jesus raises a widow's son. Okay, let's listen to that scripture. Yeah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you, we praise you for your word, God. Your scripture says your word is living and active. Lord, speak to us, God. We invite you in the midst of us, God. We were singing and worshipping your holy name, God. We fully believe that your promise, if two or three come, in, come together in my name, your presence shall be there. So we are sure that your presence is here, God, to heal and to set us free and to speak to us through the word and to uh, deliver us from all kind of iniquities and uh, uh, bondages, all kind of guilt, con- condemnation, God. Lord, speak through the scripture, God, and uh, we are in, in, in your presence, God. Thanks for uh, strengthening us, God. Thank you for uh, opening our eyes, to uh, opening our ears, and opening our heart to understand your word, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, years back, I think uh, uh, in 2008, a couple of my friends were praying in uh, Saudi Arabia, at that time, uh, God was speaking to them uh, about God is going to do something great in Saudi Arabia. Uh, you know, very, that's a very, uh, very strict country. Uh, it's a Muslim country. But God spoke to them. Um, God is going to do something great in that country. So it's impossible to believe in that uh, time to see something is going to happen there. 
but they believed and prayed. They felt that something is going to happen in 2009. Nothing happened. 2010, they submitted an application to the government to conduct a uh, Christian meeting there. So it's never ever happened. So easily it got rejected. Like a, uh, sometimes, you know, just like a visa got rejected uh, in some countries. Easily they rejected that one. But 2011, um, uh, they submitted the application again. Uh, God did something uh, great, and um, the king of that kingdom, uh, uh, the king uh, Abdullah, I think, he uh, allowed uh, nearly 1,500 people to gather in an auditorium named by king uh, by the protection of the police. That happened in 2011, April 14th. There is a great meeting happened. I think I heard like one of the uh, ministers from uh, London there invited to preach that one. So I'm just trying to say, uh, sometimes you feel like uh, things are impossible, but nothing is impossible with God. And um, uh, great and um, great things are happening in uh, in the United Kingdom. Uh, last uh, month, you went uh, went and hear the statistics they were explaining and exp- explaining uh, for New Frontiers uh, itself each month. Uh, two new churches are planting the north part of uh, uh, our, our city, just north part of our, the UK. So all these things showing that uh, uh, God is doing something great. BBC won't catch that one so far. Guardian won't catch. Uh, uh, independent newspaper they won't catch. But we can catch because we are part of that kingdom of God. So I, I would like to encourage you. So God is doing something great in our city. We have great promises and uh, great great promises for the city, city of Sheffield. I believe in the coming days God is going to do something great. Whenever I pray, whenever I see something, I'm not going to look at the negative things. I'm disappointed. I'm going to see the things God is doing uh, uh, in this city. Uh, it is this morning, one of uh, my friend from uh, Birmingham called me and he uh, told me to pray for the city. And uh, uh, last Friday I was not able to come for the prayer meeting, but Catherine told that uh, uh, God spoke to Ginny uh, a couple of months back about the riot in Birmingham. And he was telling that, you know, something miracle was happening in Birmingham. Actually, there was supposed to happen a riot, like a racial uh, 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 fight between a two or three group of people, but uh, uh, no one knows how did, how did that stop. Then I was thinking like, it, it's not the power of the politicians, so by the power of the policemen, his uh, church was praying in different places. Lord, we don't want to see such kind of cities, uh, things in the cities. So God was protecting our cities. I thank God for the church who is praying and encouraging and standing together. So uh, in the coming days, I believe that we are going to see a great revival. So let's turn to the book of uh, uh, Luke, you already turned that. So when Jesus was finished saying all these things, hearing of the people, uh, hearing of the people, he entered uh, Capernaum. Uh, there was a centurion servant who was, uh, who was his master, valued highly, um, and sick about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews uh, to him, come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him, this man deserves have you uh, deserve to have you do this one because he loves our nation has built our synagogue so Jesus went with them so you know this story very well so uh, I, I like to say a couple of things from that point I'll move to the verse 11 that's the main uh, uh, portion I like to share so Jesus was invited to the centurion's place to heal the servant because he was a centurion especially in that time Rome uh, was ruling uh, Israel and uh, um, they were under the uh, Roman Empire. So this man has such kind of a very, very powerful uh, influence over the society. And in order to please the uh, Jewish people, oh, something is coming. Oh, I thought it's an angel, you know. <laughs> okay. 
I'm not 50, you know, I'm just 30, you know. <laughs> I don't know why it's coming to me. Go! <laughs> okay, uh, listen very carefully. Um, so don't be distracted by 50, okay? <laughs> so they, these people were pleading, especially uh, the Jewish elders were pleading, Jesus, would you please come and heal this servant because he's going to die. He's a, a very important person. And even after that, you can see that he did things. He, he built a, uh, a, a temple for us. He built a uh, synagogue for us. He sees worthy to receive this kind of healing. So I think for receiving healing, uh, this is understanding of the Jewish people, the community. You need to do something. You need to build something. You need to give something. But uh, uh, for receiving healing or deliverance, you just believe God will do that one. So that's understanding of the community. God, he's worthy to do something. Would you please come and do that one? Anyway, Jesus, Jesus didn't come in anything. He started walking towards the city. So let's, tell, uh, let's go to the next uh, verse. Uh, he was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. This is why I don't even consider myself worthy to come to you. Oh, that's such a wonderful revelation from this man. He's a man under authority, and he's saying that, that is why I don't even consider myself worthy to come before you, but say the word, and my servant will be healed. He's saying that none of them coming to my house. None of them walking. Uh, it's none of them coming to my house, say the word, the, the servant will be healed. And next verse is really important. So the way, the way he's expressing things, he's saying that, uh, and, uh, for I am myself a man under authority, with soldiers under me, if I tell one, go, he goes. And that one comes, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. I was looking at the scripture for the word amazed. Jesus was amazed at him. And um, uh, different times, Jesus was amazed at people's faith. When the, the person with the issue of the blood, that's in uh, Matthew, I, I don't want to go that you know that the person with the issue of blood, the lady was touching, and uh, uh, nine, uh, that's Matthew 9.22. When she touched and received the healing, Jesus was amazed at her faith. Here also Jesus stopped and turned, and he's saying, uh, uh, Jesus heard this, he amazed at his faith and turned to the crowd following him, I tell you, I have not found such a great faith even in Israel. And the next thing, that the men had been sent to turn to home and found the servant well. For example, um, suppose there is a, um, some sort of exhibition is happening in this place and um, all the city church people are invited to present their paintings and uh, one of our counselors, no, David Cameron came to this place to uh, visit that one. He might be keeping and uh, uh, shaking his head and walking and walking. I'm sure that uh, the, the cameraman will be there, the crews will be there, they will be asking, uh, they were watching all the body language of uh, uh, David Cameron. Suddenly he stopped that to one of the paintings and asked to, uh, uh, to maybe Mark or just like Mark or Dan or some of the responsible person, who did this painting? Who drew this painting? You know, just like a, you can imagine by the time there are hundreds of flashes going to that, that photo. Before everyone is concentrating or just looking at all the photos, when the Prime Minister, someone in authority, mentioning something specially about something. The whole media, the whole crowd, whole attention drawing towards to something. So here is not David Cameron. He's not some Roman centurion. He's, he's not, not, not someone in authority. He's the king of kings. He's the lord of lords who created heaven and the earth. He created everything, commenting about amazed at the faith of a person. 
I was so amazed, you know, just like uh, uh, sometimes uh, people think, I don't know how to sing, I'm not a good singer, I don't know how to play an instrument, you know, just like uh, when uh, uh, somebody in the, in the stage, when doing that one, oh, he's a famous man, he, he's getting a lot of audience. But for me, even if I don't know how to sing properly, even if it's like a donkey song, when I'm singing, I have the greatest audience. That is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he's amazed at me, and he loved to receive that and appreciate me here. I'm so amazed by this man's faith. I never saw such kind of faith in Israel. If Jesus said that, he made it. There was no such kind of... So I believe that when you're listening to the word of God this afternoon time, you might be sitting with some sort of personal problem, maybe with some sickness, maybe some financial problem, maybe you're struggling to battle something going on in your mind. And when you're sitting there and believing, uh, Hebrew chapter 4 verse 12 says, no need to go in there, the word of God is living and active. Just believe that. And you, just, you, you don't need to say, oh, you can say from there. I don't, I don't want you to shout or something like that. But when you say, Lord, I believe your word is powerful. For I, I believe that when I'm listening to the word of God, I know I can receive healing. I can set free uh, from the power of darkness. I can, set, I can set free by your love. When you believe that one, that's the time God will say, oh, I can see that's amazing. That's amazing. Maybe he will communicate to the angels. I don't know. Just like you may say to yourself, you know, just like, a, that's so wonderful, you know, that's the time God is just going to touch you. So Helen was uh, sharing about healings, you know, just like, uh, uh, and uh, something uh, great things happening in the new day. I believe like uh, they were believing and they were just uh, simply believing, Lord, you can do that one. So nobody knows that before that there was something is going on, the person was sick and, uh, uh, but when God touched him, everyone started noticing something happened. You were amazed. Oh, even in our church happening. So, I would like to encourage you, when you are listening to the word of God, just believe and say to God, today, Lord, through this word, you are going to set me free. I don't know which are the areas. Might be an educational area, financial area, your emotional problem or family problem or any area. Even you are struggling to believe something. Just believe, Lord, you can set me free. I believe that one. So, Jesus is going to be amazed at you. So, uh, this man is going to die, especially he's a centurion. And um, so there will be hundreds of people gathering there to see the death of this man. Because this is a reputed person's servant. So there will be people will be coming with the flowers or with a card. Somebody will, will come and cry. So lots and lots of people gather in this place. Especially you can understand Jewish people were there. Because he is a reputed, uh, uh, accepted people uh, uh, for the community. So uh, that, is why, that is the reason why he was sending the Jewish people. So I believe like um, hundreds of thousands of people were there to see the death of this uh, person. And they, there was no hope that if somebody told Jesus is somewhere there, he can send and um, he may come. We don't know. At least we can send a recommendation letter like uh, you build a synagogue by hearing that he will be pleased and come. Do something miraculous. Let's uh, do something. You know, just like, uh, so after that we can see that the men had been said to him, the house was, uh, uh, the, had, the, had found the servant well. I don't know whether Jesus went to that house, or Jesus went and saw this guy, and shook his hand, or something. But one thing I'm sure, all the people saw this miracle, they followed Jesus. Most of the people followed Jesus. When Jesus was traveling from a companion to this place, maybe he was followed by 50 people. This is not 
uh, survey. I'm just assuming, you know, just like, uh, uh, don't come and say tomorrow, no, no, that's not right, it was 100. I'm just assuming, like, uh, uh, 50 people were following to this place. After this incident, 50 grown into 500. So the whole atmosphere changed. So Jesus was influencing the whole community, the whole, uh, the situation of that sickness. After that, he was coming back to, uh, to the town called Nain. I'll read from there. Soon after, Jesus went to the town called uh, Nain. So uh, I was doing some research. They say it's nearly 25 kilometers uh, southwest of Capernaum. Uh, not uh, 25 kilometers, they say 25 um, uh, miles. You know, just like uh, So maybe 30 kilometers. Don't worry, it's more than 20 kilometers. Jesus was not flying in the domestic flight. He was not taking a uh, tram or train. I, literally, he was walking. He was just walking with not 50 people, I think 500 people just uh, uh, coming. You, you know that that's, uh, there is Capernaum and Nile. He was walking from there to there, you know, just like uh, walking and walking. Uh, I think he was talking and walking and walking and talking, coming to there. Soon after, Jesus went to the town called Nile. His disciples and a large crowd were along with him. Where, where, where was this large, large, large crowd came from? It's easily understandable. It's from the, uh, the, the, from the place of the centurion. He was uh, uh, followed by the, all these people because of that healing. As he approached the town gate, a dead person being carried out. You can see that in that picture, you know, just like, uh, uh, um, you can see there is a, I put a picture there. So the dead, the dead person was being carried out. Um, the carried out the only son of his mother and she was a widow. And next words, and a large crowd from the town was with her. So there is another crowd, you can see the opposite side, there's a large crowd with Jesus, the opposite side there's a large crowd from the town. Here you can see they are following Jesus. The other side, they are following the dead body, or they are carrying the dead body. Two different groups, crowd is coming together, they are meeting just in front of that uh, uh, town gate. And large crowd from the town was with her. When Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and said, don't cry. I was a little bit upset with that, uh, that comment from Jesus. Because how can you say that so already a man is dead, how can you say don't cry? There is enough thing to there to be, you know, just like to be disappointed. If you, you can say, Jesus, heal him completely, raise him, then you can say, don't cry. But Jesus didn't say, oh, 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 you cry and you will see the miracle, then you can stop crying. He didn't say, don't, don't cry. So his response was very weird. You know, just like, a, it's, it's not the natural response. If I were there, I would say, oh, don't cry. Uh, uh, you know, just like, we will meet him at there. You know, just like, uh, not now. I'll maybe pray for the, that person to rise. You know, just like, uh, oh, don't worry about that one. Uh, 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 it's okay, this is, this is life. This is the reality. Once you're born, you will need to die tomorrow. You know, just, but Jesus' response was very different. Don't cry. Then he ran up and touched the coffin. And those carrying it stood still. That means everyone stopped. If you look at the crowd, you can see, uh, I, I was doing some uh, research, you know, just like uh, uh, when I was doing uh, this one. I like to read from uh, one of the commentary. Uh, it says, like, um, dead bodies being ceremonially unclean, they're not allowed to be buried within the city, except in the size of uh, David's house. They're buried in the, in the city of David, uh, except, except on that case. And the funerals was uh, uh, usually on the same day 
as the dead, not like in England. It's never uh, this is the, one of one of the shocking things, you know. Just like in India, within two days or three days, you know, just like it's done. Or most of the time, it's not on the very day. So after coming here, uh, uh, people usually wait two weeks or three weeks, even one month, and it's just like it was a shock for me. You know, just like, how can you know, just like uh, waiting and just all this kind of waiting? So it's a maybe cultural difference, you know. Just uh, in, in 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 Egypt, uh, uh, in Israel, uh, they were buried on the same day, um, and uh, he was she was a widow. The, the mother was probably in front of the bear, accompanied by friends, relatives, and curiosity seekers. They were also pleasant professional mourners with flutes and cymbals. It's, it's like a band. They have a special band to cry. You know, just like in India, it's very common to usually cry. There is no band, but you will get people from the village. They will come and voluntarily they will cry. You don't need to pay anything. Quite easy to do that one. You know, just like uh, uh, for example, his name is Samuel. I was like, oh, he was Samuel. He was a good one. He died. Suddenly, forgot the name of Samuel. What was his name? Samuel. Oh, Samuel. <laughs> You know, there is no uh, uh, attachment, you know, just like, uh, uh, because uh, if they cry with the high pitch, they will get more pain. And uh, the commentary says, they were also present, uh, these mourners were usually women because of their high pitch voices. <laughs> Interesting. It's a very paid job. I don't know, I don't apply for a job, not, not, that, uh, not here. Uh, it's a very paid job. People are paid when somebody is dead. I'm just wondering, are they looking for someone to die? The bucket people waiting for someone to die. The coffin people waiting for someone to die. The whole society, they are receiving something when somebody is dying. But there's a, there's a family, they are losing something. Through death, on the other side, some people gaining, but there's a widow. Your husband has a, a very beautiful, beloved son. He's gone now. Everyone is following this dead body. The dead body always for, for, uh, going the front of the line. So you can see, the, this man is dead. This young man is dead. He's gone. But even if he's dead, this dead body is controlling. Or death is controlling the whole community. Can you see that? The whole community is controlled by the death. The speed is controlled by the speed of this coffin. If the coffin is moving quickly, people will walk quickly. If the coffin stops, everyone stops. Look at their dressing. They're not going to wear some silk and the push dress. Their dress code is controlled by the death. He has no control, but he is controlling. The emotion is controlled by the dead body. The time is controlled by the dead body because even if they want to go for something else, because of this commitment to this funeral, they can't go for that one. They need to stick with this plan. The time, the emotion, the dust code, the finance, and everything is controlled by the dead. But here, Jesus is coming. This is, I'm just using an example, this one. But literally, this is happening in our society. Knowingly or unknowingly, death is controlling our society through sin. People are following that. Their, their time is controlled by sin. The discord is controlled by sin. The relationship is controlled by sin. Everything is under the control of sin or death. In John chapter 10, verse 9, 10, 11, 12, we can say that the, the thief is coming to kill, to steal, and to destroy. 
The next one say, I come here, I'm coming to give you life, life and abundance. So, um, things include everything is controlled by this dead body and they are going to bury him. But Jesus came and touched and those who carry it stood still. Think about our society and community. We are in the midst of UK riots. I don't see any one of you in the, in the page or anything. You are good people. <laughs> UK right is happening. I'd like to read uh, something, the latest um, Wikipedia article about UK right. You know, just like, um, I was preparing this one. Then I say, what I'm preaching is literally happening outside. It's triggered from a dead man. Let me read that. The right begins in Tottenham. Forgive me if that's, the, that's not the right pronunciation. Followed by a pre- uh, peaceful uh, uh, protest sparked by shooting of Mark Duggan. There were officers of Metropolitan Police on August 4, 2011. The ensuing looting, arson, assault, mugging, burglary, robbery, disorder spread across London and to the other areas of England. With the worst disturbances, most centered on the small number of major cities. It started from a dead man. He's already gone. He's no longer living. He's not alive. He's not speaking. He's already in the mortuary. He's already buried. I don't know what's happened. Maybe it's for postmortem or something. The following days, disturbances occurred in the other areas of London. I'm not talking about financial recession. I'm talking about something triggered from death. How death is controlling the society? How death is controlling the peace? Unordered writing and looting occurred in Birmingham, Liverpool, Nottingham, Bristol, Midway, and Leicester. August 13, 2,270 people has been arrested and thousands been charged. Total six civilians have been killed. He's already gone. Through interconnected to this one, devil is using this incident to control the whole youngsters, the whole society. They're covering the media. Three men were run over by car, driven by another in the 10th August, and elderly men were uh, beaten in evening, and he is dead. And 33-year-old guy was shot and dead in 13th of August. The next thing is, Parliament was recalled on 11th of August to debate the situation. Parliament. That means the whole country, the authority, is influenced by the death of a man from the street. I'm not saying what they did to him was good or bad. But I'm saying the parliament was not recalled because, because of something financially happening, something other, other thing, because of the riot, something triggered because of the death. An association of the British insurers saying 200 million worth damage. So here you can see a group of people following this dead man. Thank God there was a news about New Day in BBC and in Guardian at the same time. There's a second crowd on the opposite side. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? They are coming to, to the media now. And when I was looking at different, uh, 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 different radio stations and different uh, uh, TV stations, they're here and there, they're talking about church. 
Because they are saying that, politicians saying that, we need some youth group in our community, in our society, to mold and to make these people, to stop them, because government can do this one, church can do that one. Thank God for that revelation. So, here, another group is coming up, led by Jesus. The same way, two groups is coming together. Jesus touched them, them uh, stopped this one, and speaking to the situation. Any man, I say to you, get up. Have you ever spoken to a dead man? You can lift your hands. Oh, have you spoken to a dead man? Oh, you're, oh maybe you're, I know you're in the ambulance. <laughs> Every day, maybe you're... <laughs> yeah. If you're speaking to a dead man, it's something crazy, you know, just like that. You never communicate to a dead man, you know, just like that. You may cry, but Jesus literally speaking, hello, young man. And say, I say to you, that means I know you can hear me. If I say, Mark, I'm speaking to you, that means I can understand. He can listen to me, he's going to respond to me, he's looking at me. And he can understand, that, that I know there's a two-way communication. If I'm doing something to a dead body, it's something crazy. But Jesus is doing something crazy. He's saying, Amen, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk. He sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. All this time, the whole community was talking about his death. That boy's dead. That young man is gone. He's in a gang. He's drug addict. He's no more going to come out from that one. He's gone. So everyone is talking about something bad that is happening in your life. Sick. Going to die. No more life. Broken family. So everyone is focusing and pinpointing the negative aspect of the death of your life. But now, what is happening? The dead man sat up and began to talk. I'm sure now everyone will start talking about his life. From the first front point to the, the next one say, He's alive. Hey, he's alive. That young man is alive. Young man is alive. From from mouth to mouth, mouth to mouth. In this time, maybe through Facebook, for Twitter, for website, through different things to spread all over the world. He's alive. And he is speaking. Now everyone will talk about his talk. Before Everyone was talking about his death. How, how it happened? That Jesus touched and speak to the situation. But today, this is our time. Are we ready to speak to the situations? Church, are we seeing the dead body? What's happening in our society? What's happening in, in the life of our neighbor? In the life of our colleagues, our friends and families? Just commenting about their death and being a part of or the follower of that the procession of that dead body or are you going to speak against the situation using the authority and the life God is in your life we can be a part of this big right or at the same time we can be a part of Jesus and speaking to the situation no England UK God will restore you God will heal you even in the midst of all kinds of impossibilities, God will raise his church. 
God will bring revival into our community. You might be watching BBC, disappointed. Can you stand and speak and say, no, the death is not going to rule our society. The church is going to rule our society. The sickness is not going to rule our society. The healing from Jesus is going to rule our society. The drug addiction is not going to control our youngsters. Jesus is going to raise youngsters through new day, through different church, through different activities. He's going to bring life back to people and he's going to set us free. Can you believe that today? Or do you just say the negative things? I'd like to close within minutes. Jesus was uh, referring to different situations. Uh, uh, maybe uh, if you look at uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 18 and 19. The ruler came and worshipped him and saying, My daughter has just died. But come and lay your hand on her and she will live. He said to them, Make room, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But then when the crowd was put outside, they went in and took her by hand, and the girl arose. Tabida Kumi. Little girl, I say to you, arise. This is another situation, Jesus speaking to that body. I'm not talking about some spiritualist church. I know they do gather here. They speak to dead people and do some some sort of I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about God is speaking to situation that there is no hope. People are already abandoned. They already gave a certificate. You're gone. You're not good enough. You're not a good guy. You're not a good person in the family. You don't have enough education. But Jesus is speaking. No, you're a young man. I speak to you. Rise up. Here, little girl, rise up. In Mark, uh, the same thing, in the same incident in Mark, it's wonderful. After uh, uh, doing this one, Jesus was saying, she might be hungry, give something to her. I might be in a hurry to put that in my Facebook. Jesus is concerned, she might be hungry, let her eat something. You know the way, the way Jesus is dealing with the situation. He was not affected by the overwhelming effect of what is happening outside. He was really cool because he knows how he is connected to God. Even if anything is happening outside, he knows that the connection with his father. As a church, do we have that, that confidence? In the midst of riot, in the midst of all kinds of impossibilities, are we still believing, yes, God is going to uh, reveal and fulfill his promise, God is going to give Sheffield in our hand. God is going to bring revival into the United Kingdom. God is going to bring uh, revival into the Europe. You know, uh, last two, 2000, after 2009 to 2011, statistics say the number of people attending church increased by 20 percentage. Oh, you're not excited. 20 percentage. You can't put that in BBC. But 20 percentage. I was reading Terry's amazing book, uh, Spiritual Church, when I was at Maybe I read that in, when I was in Africa. Uh, I like to read a couple of things um, um, from this one. Um, it's say, he say, it's like, um, have you read that book? How many of you read that one? Yeah, a couple of people. It's an amazing book. I highly recommend you read that one. <laughs> it's a wonderful book. Um, I think he wrote that Western context, uh, but it's an amazing book. Um, 
It says, um, Jesus as a Savior saved people from many things like guilt, judgment, uh, stomachs, hunger, shame, humiliation, embarrassment at a wedding party, bondage, and lust of money. So when God is raising someone, I'm not just talking about a dead body. He can raise you from any situation. Maybe from self-pity. Maybe from fear. From anxiety. Low self-esteem. Financial stucker, anything, God can set you free. And God can do that today. And he was mentioning about the house churches becoming warehouse churches. I love that phrase. The church is growing and we are conquering. Acts 9, verse 36 and till 33 says, and in his Peter's case, Tabira, get up. She was, he was not saying, oh, the body. He was speaking her name. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter and sat up. In Acts 20, 20 verse 7 and 12, you can see what uh, Paul did. Me and Catherine was laughing last night about after reading this one. She said, because the way Paul did was really wonderful, you know, just like Acts. And in uh, and the window, there was a, uh, a sat a certain young man named Eutychus who came sinking into a deep sleep. And thank God, our Shackliffe Community Center is on the ground floor. <laughs> if it's on the third floor I can't imagine maybe I'll pray you know just like <laughs> and maybe a couple of weeks back Arman was mentioning make sure that kids are not playing there and there you know just like so we're concerned about falling you know just like it happens on the third floor only one man was enjoying the word of God because of the power of the word of God or the, because of the style of the preaching you know that in India we usually say if a person coming and listening to the word of God and sleeping that means that's a breakthrough because he's not getting sleep in his house, but he's getting sleep in the church. <laughs> don't disturb him, but don't allow him to fall to someone else to disturb him. That's all. Make sure that you're sleeping like this. Don't fall to left or right. That's all. That's fine then. So, uh, and, and he said, Paul continued uh, deep sleep. He was overcome by sleep, and, and as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down. He was not running or anything, just, you know, the, the, the language is very, 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 it's Fell on him and embracing him said, don't trouble yourself for his life is in him. And then, then now when he had come up, he broke the bread and eaten. It's like a chips and crisp, you know, just like a, going down and raised the bed and eating, coming up and a cup, a cup of coffee and eating, not just that one, and talked the long while, even till the daybreak. You know, dealing with the situation, not with the frustration. But he knows who is in Christ. The identity in Christ. His connection with his God. And he knows that one. He was not influenced by that something happened. But he was merely focusing on, this is the time. I need to talk to church. I'm going to leave soon. My main mission is not affected by something happened here. My main mission is conveying what God has given in my heart. I'm going to focus on that one. He was very focused. He was very cool. And, and they and, uh, and they brought him the man alive that's the thing church how do you see the situation in your life and in your community there are sin sickness problems financial struggle immorality even recession I'll say it's like a dead man are you controlled by this one or are you with Jesus we can be in the church and we can talk about this dead situation if you are part of Jesus Remember, 
I'm with Jesus. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. When he came to, uh, uh, to raise Lazarus, he told, I'm going to raise him. Then Martha came and said, I know that God. He, she was super spiritual. He's going to resurrect at the time of the, at the time of resurrection, at the, the, at the end of the day, you know, Jesus, when you come back. Jesus said, no, no, no. I'm talking about now. Don't be super spiritual. God can do that even now. God can set you free. Let's pray.